it goes a little something like you guys can clap your hands too if you want just if you want It's to worship God. It's not to stare at me and admire that I can sing, but it's so that we can worship God together, okay? So when I sing this chorus again, Rain Down, I want y'all to sing it with me. As a matter of fact, everybody who's in 101, can I just have y'all come just a little closer? Can my 101ers help set the example? I believe that each of you should be worshiping God with me, amen? So are all of y'all going to sing with me? Can I get an Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. So let us sing this song. Let's sing this chorus, okay?
we just come before you, Father. Lord, and we just desire that your presence would be in this place. Father, when we sing songs like this, when we get excited about your presence, Lord, I pray that it would mean something to every person here. God, when we sing songs like rain down, God, calling you to come down here to be with us, God, I pray that that would mean something to us in this place. God, you are an intimate God. You are a God that desires a relationship with us, God. In your word, you say that you desire, that you look around, God, and you look at our hearts and you desire worshipers who would worship you in spirit and in truth. So I pray, God, that when you look around here, God, because you are here, Lord, you are here. I pray that when you look around in this room, Father, that you would see people, that you would see people that desire more of you. Some of y'all ain't been in the presence of God this week, and don't front. Some of you guys haven't really prayed this week. Some of y'all haven't really worshipped God this week, and then you wonder why you had a bad week. Why was this week so hard for you? Well, I'll tell you why. You weren't with God this week. Guys, it's about a relationship with God. It's two-way. God expects you to talk to him, to spend time with him. It's, you just can't use him. You just can't use God and expect God to be at your side when you need him to do something for you. It don't work that way. See, God loves you. God cares about you. And the word says he'll meet all your needs. But wouldn't you get tired of someone using you, coming to you only when you need something? See, God has an unfailing love for each and every one of us. And the great thing about God is that he doesn't push us away. He doesn't turn away from us. But it does break his heart when, when we choose other things above him.
this place, if you would just raise your hands with me. God, we come before you, God, we surrender. God, we surrender our hearts before you, God. We just we surrender, God, our lives before you, God. We desire your presence, God. We desire your presence, God. We want to live. We want to walk. We want to talk, God, in your presence, Lord. Guys, if we would just learn to walk in the presence of God, if we would, do you know what that even means to walk in the presence of God? That means to always be aware. To always be aware that he's by your side. Some of y'all already know this. You guys know that God is with you all the time. You guys know that God sees everything that you do. That means he has to be present. So if he's present with you and you're not aware of that, where are you then? Are you with God? So I want to encourage you all in this place as we prepare to close out in this worship. I want to encourage you all to be aware of the presence of God because he's aware of you all. He knows you all by name. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows your heart. He knows your thoughts before you think them. And if you would just be aware, if you would be present with God, I guarantee you, you would see your life in a different way. I guarantee you, you would see your relationship with God differently if you were aware, if you were aware of his presence. So, Lord, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for Elevate. God, I thank you for worship. I thank you, Lord, for your presence. God, I ask that you would be with us the rest of tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Everybody said amen. All right, guys, I want you guys to go ahead and break out in your breakout groups. Woohoo!
and anything and everything this life has to offer, it's true. And oftentimes, we trade the temporal satisfaction for the things the genuine believer is entitled to. I'm convinced that it's because they don't understand that there exists an order of benefits of redemption that supply you his bride. And the basis for his choice and election was for God alone to decide. And it's not like an invitation that one might accept or reject, but rather it's the effectual calling, drawing to himself his elect, regenerating and enabling us to respond in faith towards Christ, giving us the gift of repentance, revealing the nature of his sacrifice, binding us with the true intellectual realization of our sinful condition, converting us and turning us from our previous malicious disposition, ultimately leading to a legal declaration by God that we've been made right in his sight, justification being credited to us on the basis of the righteousness of Christ, adopted to be children of God and grafted into fellowship, being bound together by the blood of Christ into a common membership, sanctified by the spirit given gradual growth and holiness, increasing in our thinking and behaving in ways that shows that we're chosen, and all the while being preserved and upheld according to a sovereign providence, giving us confidence that he will carry us to completion just like he
You all have five minutes. Cinco minutos. Five minutes. One more minute.
15 seconds. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me go ahead and hear my righteously redeemed real quick. Yeah, let me hear that chant. <laughs> yeah, y'all ready? Go for it. Let me hear y'all. All right, if we can have our seats. Why does it seem like we have so many people on the left side? I think they're trying to start a gang war, dude. It's like left against right right now, man. Yeah, it looks like, like it's like bloods and crips. It's like peoples and folks. I mean, what is going on in Elevate today, man? This is what we're going to do then, man, since you guys want to kick this off like this, right? I'm going to kind of go with the flow with this. So when I say elevate, what you guys say? All right, so what we're going to do is, right, when I say elevate, what you guys say? All right, so you guys are going to be the right side, obviously, and you guys are going to be, uh, I'm sorry, the left side, and you guys are going to be the right side, right? So when I say what, you know, when I say elevate, you guys are going to say right. So it's going to be the right going against the left, right? So you guys are like the Bloods or something, right? You guys are good with Bloods? And then you guys are like the Crips, right? So when I say elevate, see the right, see, see the Crips, the Crips got you guys faded today, man. All right, so we're going to try this again. When I go, when I say, man, to you guys, the Bloods, right? We're going to say the Bloods, right? And the Crips over there, right? So when I say elevate, that's what I'm talking about. And then, of course, the Crips got to be like, elevate. Boom, and then the, and then the Bloods be like, elevate. So you guys got this, right? All right, let's do this, man. Elevate. All right, let me do it again. Elevate. Y'all got to look at them just like, Ugh. elevate. That's fighting words right there, right? Elevate. Ooh. Elevate. That's what, all right, now, now you guys got to do the evil stare, the gang stare, right? Elevate. That's what I'm talking about, man. Well, this is Elevate, obviously. We meet here every Friday, 7 p.m., and this is what we do. We do not promote gangs, okay? I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. That was just, I pricked Bloods and Crips because there is no Bloods and Crips in Chicago, okay? At least I don't know about, right? Unless they're lames in the backyard or something like that. But nonetheless, we do not promote gangs. I rebuke that, man, but we do promote gang banging for Jesus because I am one of them. 
right? So we have a vision here in Metro Praise is loving God and loving people. Sometimes we wonder, man, how can I keep all these commandments and stuff like that? Well, don't worry about the commandments. Just love God and love people, and everything else just kind of follows that lead, all right? Loving God, loving people. All right, how many people have been loving God and loving people? We got about three guys. All right, four or five. There we go. Awesome, man. So now we have a vision here at, uh, at Elevate Metro Praises, Connect, Mentor, and Send. We want to be able to connect you guys to the cross because without the cross, we're nothing, right? Apart from Jesus, we cannot do nothing. After we connect you to the cross, we want to mentor you, right, on a one-on-one -on -one basis, talk to you, see what's going on, see where you're at, see if you know anything about Jesus, and then go from there. And then after that, we want to be able to send you out when you're, be, you know, when you're able and ready to go out and do what you got to do for Jesus, the same that he did in your life, right? How many one-on-oneers we got in the house? We have one. Look at, I'm going to pick on Sosa right here. Sosa, Marie. She's in one-on-one. How's one-on-one? Just give me a woo-woo if you like one-on-one. There it is, man. That's a lot for Soso, man, because Soso's coming out of her shell. I love that girl. She's on it, man. Here at Elevate, man, we give out prizes, bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. All these prizes all have to do with bringing visitors to Elevate, right? And in these prizes, the first prize is uh, one visitor. That's like if tonight, if somebody brought a visitor, then you got a candy. How many people brought a visitor today? One, two, three, four. Awesome, man. And then Ellie raises hand five and then six. That's what I'm talking about. So all you receive candy, right? Just want to make sure. You guys got candy, right? We have one person that did not receive candy right here. And he said we owe him two boxes, man. So now we're giving out credit. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. That was, that was Brian. All right. So Brian's getting, Brian's getting his candy, all right? Hopefully he shares with me. We there, right? Right, we there. The next one is silver. Five visitors in one night. You get a $20 gift card. How many people like money? Right? I rebuke all you guys. All right, money is the root of all evil. Right? No. But money's good, though, right? We need money to take care of things, right? Take care of Steve. Holla at me, you know? The next one is gold. Ten visitors. That's bringing ten visitors in one month. So, like, the month of August, if you brought ten visitors, we're going to throw a pizza party. Right? Now, this is not like, oh, we're going to schedule a pizza party for next year. No, I mean, it's like shutting down shop, and boom, we're throwing a pizza party, right? So that's pretty spontaneous, right? Ten visitors, pizza party. The platinum now, right, is most visitors, guy and girl, are getting a free scholarship to the next event. So the next event is the IHOP event, right? So the IHOP event, that's where you get straight radical for Jesus, and that actually costs $200 per person. So that's, that's, that's an awesome gift, right? So you bring the most person right up to that event. We will sponsor you, a guy and a girl, to get in for free. Amen? All right, if we can stand up for tithes and offerings now. Right, and if who knows who knows what a tithe is, right? And I know we got it up there on the screen. Right, but who knows what a tithe is? Tony, what is a tithe? 10% of what you make goes to God. Oh, all right, man. What about if you don't have, like, any money? Pocket limb. <laughs> Pocket limb, all right? Pocket limb. All right, and then an offering is what? Destiny, what is an offering? Whatever you offer to God. <laughs> so I was in her way, man. Yes, whatever you offer to God after you're tied, right? So do we have any numbers up here? All right, what is 10% of $7? Air Force One, do you got it? 
10% of $10. Come on. Uh, 70 cents. 70 cents. Let's see what he got. 70 cents. Let's give him a round of applause, man. 70 cents for the mathematician. That's what I'm talking about, man. So now we're going to move on, and we're going to repeat this scripture. Acts 20, 35, right? Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for all you have given us, Lord God. We thank you for the jobs, Lord God. We thank you for the jobs that you're preparing for those that don't have jobs, God. And we pray, Lord God, that now we would be faithful, Lord God. Not because, Lord, we're forced to, God, but because we have a, a heart of gratitude for that which you have blessed us with, God. Help us, Lord God, to do our part, Lord God, and have faith that you will do yours, God. And I pray, Lord God, that you will continue to give the increase, Lord God, in the youth's lives and their parents' lives, Lord God, as they start this school year, God Almighty, that they will be blessed in the house and out the house, God. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys can come up and give your, uh, your tithes and offerings. All right, guys, we're doing something special again today. We did this before, and uh, and we doing it again, all right? Somebody give a round of applause for the Bible quiz. All right, who's ready for the Bible quiz? I want to do this real fast. How many Bible college students do we have in the house? How many? We have one, right? Give it up for two. He's about to start this year. That's what I'm talking about, man. We have a graduate right here, Pastor Leilani. Give it up for Pastor Leilani. Uh, Tony, you graduated, right, Bible College? Tony graduated Bible College. I'm in Bible College going on my second year. Pray for me. And um, But we have some one-on-ones and some two-on-ones, right? Let me get some one-on-ones in the air. One-on-oneers, one-on-oneers. Boom, we got a lot of one-on-oneers. All right. And then what about some two-on-oneers? Two-on-oneers? One, two. All right, let's do this, man. So we need, right, you guys know how we do this. This is like family feud, right? So we need two people, two volunteers come on up. I'm not Steve Harvey, I'm Steve Ramos, but we about to kick this off right, all right? Y'all gonna come up, volunteer. We need two volunteers, a guy and a girl from 101. We got Sosa. Give it up for the champ, Sosa! Sosa took over the last time, I'm not even lying. She's like a reigning champ right here, man. So who's gonna face Sosa? We need a one-on-oneer, man. Don't be scared, don't be scared. I'm a picking y'all. I'm, I'm thinking about somebody. Where's Isaiah at? Isaiah, come here, Isaiah. Come on, Isaiah. Carmen was messing with Isaiah. Said he'd been through one on one seven times. So we said this brother got to know some things, man. And I, just, I know, I know. Praise God, man. All right. Now here's the question. You guys ready? When I say the question, you guys are gonna raise your hand. All right. Do not get violent. <laughs> Do not chase after each other. Do not hit me. All right. So, this is the question. What is the last book in the Bible? So-so. Yes. You didn't know Revelation. Brother, you are representing the men up here, man. Right? The men, dude. All right, there, man. So-so took that one. So-so, what, whatever's your price. Skittles? Skittles, man. All right, give them a round of applause for coming up. All right, we need two more volunteers. 
two more volunteers. Let me get a, uh, okay, yeah, let me get a one-on-one, a two-one-on-one. I'm not a fan anybody. Two volunteers. I'll pick you guys. Don't play. Alec, we need a female volunteer. Female volunteer. Jen. Give it up for Jen. Give it up for Jen. Jen has been in elevation. She was three. Leilani and Ellie changed her diapers. Give it up for Jen, man. No, I'm just, I love Jen, man. Jen is my girl, man, all right? Now, here it is. You guys know the rules, all right? No stabbing, no fighting. We're going to do this right. Number two. Who, you guys ready for this? You got to raise your hand, all right? You guys ready? You ready? Who is the disciple that denied Jesus three times? Go ahead, Alec. Yes, man. Give it up for Alec, man. Peter. Hey, Jen, were you going to say Peter? He was? All right, man. What kind of candy do you want, yo? All right, now the last one. We doing 201ers for the last one, Alec? All right, we need two 201ers. All right. Carmen. Give it up for Carmen. Give it up for Carmen. This is my beautiful wife right here. She's a Bible scholar. Oh, and Yuli. Come on, somebody. Give it up for Yuli. Uh, I'm trying to read my brother's handwriting, all right? Can I, can I get Leilani up here to read this? You guys ready? All right, Leilani's going to do this. You guys raise the hand. Whoever raised your hand first, boom. All right, you ready? What is the Tetragrammatron translated to in the Bible? <laughs> Follow me here. What is the Tetragrammatron translated to in the Bible? Tetragrammatron translated to in the, okay, go ahead, guess. Brother came at me with three translations. Bro, can you give me the translation? <laughs> No, oh, bro, you wrong. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. It was a good try. G yeah, can you guess? Jesus is Lord. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. Lord. <laughs> you are not supposed to give the answer, Lee. All right, I'm gonna have to make up a question now, right? I'm gonna make a question up, right? All right, we're gonna break. We're gonna keep you guys up here, right? Have patience. I know the light's hot. I'm sweating. I'm going to make up a question real fast, all right? God help me. All right? A hard one is 201er. So let me think about this, man. Okay. So are you ready? You ready? Are you ready? Let me get this question. Hold on one second, right? What was the church that did not get rebuked when Jesus spoke to the churches in Revelation? What was the church? There was two of them. They did not get rebuked in the book of Revelation. Name at least one. That's too hard, Ellie. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to do another one, man. What? Nah, 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 dude. Nah. Okay, we're going to do something else. All right. All right. Okay, hold on, okay, wait. 
Who was thrown into the lion's den? Okay, okay. I need a hard one now, man. How many books are in the Torah? Five books, man. Give it up for the brother right here, man. You. All right, praise God, man. Give him a round of applause for those that won and for those that lost. You guys get a good rebuking after this. You guys didn't know. All right, guys, uh, we're going to start our, our sermon real quick. We're already running behind on schedule, so let's pray. If I can have uh, somebody bring the thingy. Uh, Lord God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives, God. And we just lift you up in this time. We just... Uh, I'm so sorry, Lord. Lord, uh, we just give you just a praise and honor in this place, God, because we know that you are worth it, God. Be glorified, be magnified in Jesus' name. Amen. For you guys who were, you had your eyes open, you guys saw what happened, the traffic collision that happened right there. All right, guys, so we're starting a new sermon series called The Basics. Uh, you guys maybe, if you guys have come recently or the last few months, you know that we've been doing sermon series after sermon series. And this one, we just want to break it down so simple. We just want to give, you know, the little nuggets that make uh, a Christian just get strong in their faith. We know that some people, you know, they, they have to get it a different way. We know that some people have to be taught just, you know, starting off very little by little. And so this is kind of what that is supposed to be. It's supposed to be the basics, just very simple stuff. Basically, like, the first two questions that we have in, like, our Bible quiz, like, things like that sort. Um, we're not going to give you the tetragrammaton. Anybody know what the tetragrammaton is? If you know it, raise your hand. If you're a Bible college student, I'm going to talk to Pastor Joe, and I'm going to have him rebuke you. <laughs> okay. Nobody. Okay. It is in the Old Testament in Exodus chapter 3 when the Lord is speaking to Moses. He says, I am who I am. So that let him know that the Lord sent you. What is the Lord translated to, or what is translated from there is the Tetragrammaton. It is yod He vah -Heh. That's something pretty big and deep. Everybody say deep. It's not that deep, actually. It's just some, just some letters and all that. All right, guys. So if you have your Bibles, you can actually turn to John chapter 4. You guys have your notes as well. And, you know, we just want you guys to start taking some notes. It's very simple today. There's actually only like five questions on there, but you can fill in the blanks and then just answer the questions as truthfully as you want to be. No one has to see your notes. It's all just you and your notes. Give me a second. I got to get myself situated right here. Alrighty, guys. It says in John chapter 4, verse 21, it says, Woman, Jesus replied. Everybody say, Woman. <laughs> We're going to get in context here. Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. But, uh, you know, that guy has such terrible eyesight, man. 
Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. Today we're talking about praise and worship. And it's big on my heart that we need to talk about praise and worship. The first thing that we should talk about in this church, in this youth group, and elevate is praise and worship. And if you were here for worship, you would know why. Because it just seems like, hey, we're going to worship the Lord now. And then, like, everyone's all like, this is how I worship the Lord. You know, like, no, that's not how we do it, obviously. But it just seems that way. Like, everyone just stands there just, like, looking. You know, everyone's kind of, like, looking at their friends. Like, are you the Lord? Do I worship you? You know, like, it's kind of crazy. We're going to put it in context today. What we do when we worship the Lord. It's very simple stuff. So right here in this scripture verse, the first two verses, Jesus is talking to a woman, and she's a Samaritan, so she's kind of like what we would consider a minority. She's not 100% American. She's like, you know, half and half. So she's like half Latina, half American and whatnot. And at that time, it was considered like bad, like, you know, it was a stigma, like bad thing to be a Samaritan and whatnot. So the Jews, they would worship in the temple in Jerusalem. They would actually go there. They would worship the Lord there. That's what they would do. But the Samaritans, they just worshiped on a mountain, specifically in Samaria. So there, Jesus is saying, look, you guys worship there, we worship here, but a time is going to come when God is not going to be worshipped in any of these places. Where he's going to be worshipped, it doesn't matter because wor true worshipers will be worshipping God in spirit and in truth. Now, I want to give you guys some definitions real quick. The first definition I want to give you is praise. Praise means expressing approval and admiration. Pretty simple. Expressing approval and admiration. So, for instance, Steve did a great job. Job, uh, Steve, you did a great job. That's why I call you Steve Jobs for some reason. Steve, you're so awesome, man. That's praise right there. I'm giving him praise. I'm like, hey, man, you're, you're doing good. You're just, your head is really shiny today and all that stuff. So I was impressed by the shine today. <laughs> Let's put like, some wax on it before you come. I love you, man. All right, cool. So simple. That's what you do. You give it. You give uh, praise to people all the time. It's not a bad thing that you praise somebody. It can be your friend. You look good today. It can be your teacher. I don't know when you would praise your teacher. Teacher, you did a good, such a good lesson today. You know, no one ever says that in school. They're like deuces. I'm out. I got to use a washroom, teacher, and then you like never come back. Now worship. This is going to be a little bit more uh, complicated. The definition of worship, kind of like I kind of tweaked it so it can be better for this sermon. It says, the feeling and expression of respect and deep love for something or God. And this leads to making whatever is worshipped as the center of their life, the most important thing, the top priority. That's what people do. Another way to look at it would be, it is the ultimate honor and display affection from the very core of our beings. That's what worship means. So you see, now the difference between praise and worship, praise is just kind of like you can do that to anybody, but worship is different. Worship comes directly from your core, and it is to show respect and to give the deepest love to something or someone. The Bible says that no one is worthy to be worshipped except God alone. We're going to talk about that in a few seconds, but... Think about that. In your life, how many things have you seen people worship? 
I've seen people worship sports. I've seen people worship their boyfriend, their girlfriend. I've seen people worship idols. You know, like, oh, my gosh, Lady Gaga. Oh, my gosh, Iggy. Oh, my gosh, you guys are so awesome. Like, oh, my gosh. And, like, I just want to be like you. I just want to look like you. I want everything like you. And I just want, I don't want me anymore. I just want you. That's, like, that's how people worship, like, some people in, in today's culture, man. Seriously. I've actually known a youth before who would be all up on Lady Gaga and all that stuff. So she, is, she was like, I look like Lady Gaga, therefore I am Lady Gaga. I'm Lady Gaga incarnate. That's what I am. Thus saith Lady Gaga. Now, you see, but praise and worship. So here the scripture verse is saying, man, that God is seeking people to be true worshipers. How do we worship God? What kind of worshipers is he seeking? Is he just seeking any type of worshiper? Is he seeking any type of thing? You know, is it just God? It's like, okay, whatever you want to give, it's good. No. He says he wants to seek worshipers that will worship him in spirit and in truth. In spirit from the very core of your being, acknowledging him as number one and being a spiritual thing and in truth. Obviously, you worship God in truth. You're not like worshiping like a lizard. You're not worshiping, like you don't like have a misconception about God. We have to worship God with our brain as well, our knowledge. Who are we worshiping right now? I'm worshiping right now God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am worshiping Jesus because Jesus is God. I am worshiping that. That's what I am doing right now. That is what the Bible says, to worship God in spirit and in truth. It's very simple. But how, how is it that we have, you know, changed it up and made it so much about something else? How is it that when we first get saved and we come to youth group, it becomes so hard for us to worship God? It becomes so hard for us to uh, know what it means to even worship in the first place. You know, we're okay with giving our best affection to somebody else. We're okay with doing that to somebody else. But when it comes to God, it's just kind of like, okay, I'm here. Deuces, I'm out. That doesn't fly. And God is not about that kind of that kind of stuff. He ain't about the, I just give it a little bit of my heart in worship. You know, I just kind of care a little bit or whatever it may be that you are going through or you have had done. It doesn't matter about that. What matters is that God, right now, is giving us an opportunity for this. This kid's crazy right here. Um, so God has given us an opportunity to really seek after him and to really be just 100% with him. If you have uh, your Bibles, again, you can turn to 1 Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter one, verse three. And I'm so discombobulated over here. But before we get to this this scripture verse, let's think of it this way. When we don't know God, and obviously majority of us when we come to first to church and all that, we don't know God, obviously. It's just simple. You know, we're used to things that are seen. We're used to people that, you know, we can see, we can talk to them, our boyfriend, our girlfriend, we can, you know, uh, give that kind of stuff. But when it comes to God then, and we have to worship him in spirit, it's kind of hard. That connect is kind of like, what do you mean we worship God in, in spirit and whatnot? Like, well, wh what does that mean? 
Well, obviously, God is not right here right now. Like, you don't see him like he's, like, sitting at the drum set or whatever. He's not like that. He's, he's here in spirit, yes, but he's not here physically. And so does that mean that God is not here? Does that mean that God is not in this room? Does that mean that God is not aware of what's happening right now? No, it just means that we have to have the faith to believe that he obviously under, he hears us, he listens to us. But you might be saying to yourself, why do I need to worship God? Why is it even important to worship God? I want to give you guys a very clear thing right here. Worshiping God, number one thing, everybody worships something. And that's just kind of the way it is. We all have our priority in one thing. And the majority of everybody here, I would say, um, if you are not saved, the majority of what actually you do worship is, you want to start pointing, I'm going to give you the best best thing in your life right here. It's going to be, boop, you worship yourself. You worship yourself. You're thinking, well, that's just crazy. You make no sense. This is not philosophically correct. This is not, you know, you are my teacher smarter than you, man, whatever. I don't, no, listen, everybody here, if you have not been saved, the majority of what you worship, if you're not in a relationship, is going to be yourself because you are going to look after the things of yourself more. You're going to be the selfish person. You're going to be the prideful person. Either it can be the pride where you're like, I'm the, I'm the boss, man, or it can be like the self-abasing pride where you're like, no one loves me. No one wants to come to me. No one wants to praise me. No one sees my artwork, and no one sees how awesome I am, and no one sees, you know, when I sing and all that, like, you want to be noticed. You want to be acknowledged. You want you to be number one. And that's actually what happened in the beginning in Adam and Eve. They wanted to be like God. And so what happened? Sin, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to repeat myself before. We've done that before. We talked about that. If you have not been saved, you can come up at after the service and talk to me or my wife or any of the 201 leaders here. We'll talk to you about that. But look, man. For you who said, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that he has saved me, that he has turned my wretched heart into pure, like a pure newborn spirit. If you are that person, then you ought to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. You ought to worship the Lord and love the Lord with all your mind, all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. You should be doing that. You're like, where is all that stuff found? In the Bible, which you also should be reading. So, you know, it's not, not like we're like, I'm telling you guys, like, advanced mathematics here, like we're talking about, you know, calculus today. Everybody, open up your calculus books today to, you know, the third chapter where we're going to talk about, I don't know, calculus. Yeah, no. Okay. I didn't get that far, okay? Don't judge me. But look, man, seriously, so that's what we're supposed to do. The Lord is seeking that. So when you come and let's say you finally commit your life to the Lord and whatever it is, you then need to do what? Seek after God for real. Seek after God of this right here, your heart. Yeah, the heart that you, you forgot that you had that is actually meant to go for God. It's not supposed to be for just your, your bay. It's not supposed to be just for that. It's not supposed to be just for your family. It's actually supposed to go completely towards God. If you've ever been in a worship service where you've, like, seen people just all on fire, all going after God, and it's just like, whoa, this is crazy. This is, this is what heaven must feel like. Yeah, that's how it can be every single day in your life. You can have those kinds of worship times with the Lord in your personal time. There was times when I first went to, when I, when I was a freshman in Bible college, dude, I would just, I would just be by myself in my room, and I'd just be worshiping the Lord, and I'd be worshiping the Lord for, like, two hours, and I would just... 
weep. I would laugh in the presence of the Lord. I would just be like, God, you're so amazing. And it wouldn't be just like I'm like, like holding my hands like, oh, yeah, I'm just here now and all that. No, because my heart was in it. Because I knew that God was my creator. Because I knew that God was worthy to be praised. Why do I worship God? Number one, because he saved me. He saved me. Now, I know some of you guys might say that doesn't seem like the first reason why you should you know, worship God and love God. But actually, it is the first reason. You know why? Because even if I didn't know about God's goodness and how great he is, it doesn't mean that I would actually be able to go there. But God's goodness sh- was shown in that he saved me and that he can save every single one of you guys. And if you've been saved, then you know what I'm talking about. That, yeah, he saved you. He forgave you of your sins. He forgave you of those things. Yeah, all those things that you have done in the past, it's all gone. Man, that that's God. And he's worthy to be praised because of that. So first... Peter, chapter 1, verse 3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready revealed in the last time. Now, I'm just going to keep reading after this, and I know, you know, this is what it says right here in that one, but I'm going to keep reading. So if you have your Bible, you can follow me in verse 6. And it says, In all of this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Everybody, anybody here have any trials in life? If you had some trials in life, you can raise your hand. Because I've had plenty of trials in my life. I know that. I've suffered some grief. I've, I've suffered that. But what is a grief for? These have come so that the proven genuous of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Man, so you go through those trials, so it's testing you. So guess what happens after that? So you can give more praise and worship to the Lord, to, to, uh, to Jesus. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not See him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your soul. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you have an inexpressible joy? Do you have an inexpressible and glorious joy when you think about the Lord? Do you have that kind of mentality when it comes to God? Because that is the next logical thing. You get saved. You're supposed to have a relationship with God. What happens inside? You get an un- inexpressible and glorious joy. You're happy. You have been saved. You have been rescued. You ha- want more of God now. You're like, who is this guy that saved me? Who is this king that has done this to me? Who, why would he even do this? I want to know him more. That is why we worship God. Number one, because he just saved us. He's so awesome. He's so glorious. He's worthy. He's worthy of praise. take your Bible now and go to Psalm chapter 116. You're like, whoa, I didn't know they had that many chapters. It does. It's a lot of, anybody know how many chapters are there in the book of Psalms? If you're not in 201, no 201 is. How many chapters are there in the book of Psalms? All right, if you're in 201 now. Man, you guys, come on, man. You got to read your Bibles. redeem. I'll give you guys a chance to redeem yourselves, all right? 
Because if you're in 201 and if you did not give me this answer, you're going to do 50 burpees after service. And let me tell you something right now. Burpees are not fun. Huh? 150. Everybody give it up for Brian. The golf clap of uh, the century right there. Poor Brian. Don't worry, we love you, man. You, you know, man. Did you look in your Bible right now? Is that what happened? Yeah, there's, yeah. Well, you got to give it to him. At least he knows where Psalms is, you know. So <laughs> Come on. Psalm 116, verse 1, it says, I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. This is, this is for real here right now. Joking aside, whatever it may be that you're here for, whatever it may be, man, listen. This is God. God, he's awesome. We can't see him. We're left with trusting in our friends. We're left in trusting people like that, our loved ones, whatever it may be. But God is beyond that. If you can see God right now, the Bible says that you would not be able to stand where you're standing. You would basically die because of the, the glory that he has. You can't see him right now. Your body can't handle it. And God knows everything about you. He, he loves you and all that. But if you can just understand, whenever you praise somebody, why do you praise them? Because they're good, you know? Whenever you do a good job, man, you guys are awesome. You know, like, Steve, you did such a great job. Why, is it, why did you do such a great job? Because he did it, you know, in a, in a good way and whatever. But with God, he is all that. He is the author of goodness. He is where that is found. He is the place where you actually, where you, anything that you love, that's where God is. That's where it comes from God. So, like I said, when you feel loved by your bae, God, man, God's love just completely just takes that off to the next level. You wouldn't even know. You can't even comprehend how much God loves you in the first place. The Bible says already he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes shall not perish. While we were still sinners, God died for us. I don't know, man. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know if you guys even care about what I'm talking about. It's like I'm like talking about God. I'm trying to like give the, the case to God. You know, like God is so awesome. And everyone here, everyone here is like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. You know what's real cool? Xbox. You know what's cool? Dy uh, Destiny that's coming out. That's real cool. You know what's real cool, man? You know, some, some McDonald's right now. <laughs> you know, some lame and all that. Hey, man, okay, I'll, 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 I'll break it down. I'll, make, I'll be so much more clear right now. Um, I've been there. I've done that. I'm going to talk all ghetto now. I've been there. I've, been, I've done that, okay? I've been in a hood. No. <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious, man. Look, I've been in those places where I thought, this person who I'm with is the most important thing in my life right now. It was like my heart was on my sleeve. It was like this is the best thing right now. I put God not always in my life in the first place. I, I've taken him out of the center of my life. I didn't give him the most affection. And sometimes I didn't even care about God. And when I first got saved, I was transitioning from a Satanist, which means I hated God. I wanted God to die. I wanted everything to not to do with God. But I started hearing about God. I started about hearing about how awesome he is and what he's actually done for me already. And that's why when I said that one of the first reasons why, you know, we worship God is not because, oh, you know, this, but because he saved us first. You all here are kind of like, 
I have to give the case like I'm a lawyer. Like I, I have to like tell you guys like, yes, God is this awesome. He he did not commit the crime. It's kind of like that's how it feels like. No, God, you know, he gave me all these trials in my life. I don't think he's worthy to be worshipped. Yes, he is. Anything that you think is good, it comes from God. When you are in the presence of the Lord, that is where you find the goodness and fulfillment and satisfaction. Where you hear God, where he hears your cry for mercy, when he hears your cry for anything, he comes to you, he, he answers you, he fills you with his presence. That's what God does. I want to give you just like a little thing right here. When we were doing worship, I just felt this on my heart and I wanted to look it up. Just some things that we do when we're in the presence of God. First thing, we shout for joy. In Psalm 98, verse 4, it says, Shout for joy, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Why would the earth do that? Why would God be worthy of that kind of worship? What? He doesn't need to get shouted for joy. No, he doesn't need that. Lift your hand, lifted hands. Psalm 134, verse 2 says, Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. In Psalm 95, verse 6, it says, come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Why is God worthy of these kinds of things? To be worshipped, to be praised, you know, to, to have shouts of joy, to have jubilant songs for him. What? No one's worthy of that. Come on, seriously. I've been around the block. I've known some folks. Ain't nobody worthy of that kind of praise. I don't care how awesome they are. I don't care how good they look. And they nobody worship worthy of that. In this place, right now, as you are thinking about what I'm talking to you about, you might be saying to yourself, "Yeah, that's what God is to me. God isn't. He's not worthy. He's not. He doesn't. Doesn't matter. I'm okay with giving him this much." Because that's what I think God is, this much. That's it. Gets quiet when I preach like this. It's cool. That's cool. But look, and I mean this for anybody in here, for two or oneers, my own wife or myself. If you can just see God for a second, you would know how amazing he is. If you can just feel his presence for a second, you would be so satisfied. There's no drug like it. There's no anything like it. No sexual encounter, no nothing like it. God is, God's presence is just so different. It's complete. It's pure. When I get into the presence of the Lord, it's different. You might be thinking to yourself, man, like, dude, I, I don't want to open my heart to anything else, man. I just want to open my heart to what I know is there, what is for real. I'm tired of, the, la- of the, the liars. I'm tired of people fronting. I'm tired of all of that. I'm just tired of being let down. All right, can you come up to the keys? I'm tired of being let down. God won't let you down. Let me just say that from right now. God won't let you down. He's not like a father that fails. He's not like a mother that doesn't care. He is not like man that he should lie to you and if you were just take the the challenge of just reading this thing right here of just reading the bible if I, you could just take the challenge 
and just read it. Take maybe like a chapter a day if you need to do that little. Take a chapter a day. If you can just read it. I'm telling you right now, you would be changed. You would be like, what have I been missing my whole life? What have I been missing my whole life? Is God really this good? You would say, this guy, th- this God that the Bible is talking about, that this thing is talking about, this God is worthy to be praised. This God is amazing. He loves me so much. He loves me so stinking much. It's ridiculous. He does, he's done so much for me already. If you can just take that challenge. Otherwise, then, let's be for real then. Let's, let's be 100% for real because this is what I'm all about, being for real. Then worship will be awkward. Worship will be awkward because you are here and you're not worshiping the Lord. You're just making it about whatever it is that you've made it about. And your relationship with the Lord will never go anywhere because you don't even know who he is. But don't do that. Listen right now while you still hear fresh. It don't matter where you've been. Trust me, I've been in those places. I know what it feels like to want to not give it a try, to open my heart to real love and to give real love to somebody else trust me I've been there God is good he hears our cry for mercy anytime we call on the name of the Lord he is there and when we seek with him when we seek him with all our hearts seek him with all of our hearts no phony stuff, okay? No, I put God on the side. I got another God in my back pocket and all that, you know, like how we sometimes be duplicit with some girls or some guys, you know? When we give God all our heart, give him that chance. It transforms you. It transforms you. Everybody say transform. I'm serious. serious. Everybody can stand up. I just end off with this quick story. Uh, when I wasn't saved, you know, I was, I was jacked up crazy. I mean, I was like loony crazy. I was about to, I was this close. I was heading down the wrong path. I was about to hit rock bottom. I was a Satanist. I was doing crazy stuff. And everyone looked at my life, and they were like, this guy is just wasting it. I was 15. I turned 16. Um, I believe so, yeah. No, 14, 14 turning 15. You guys, some of you guys are older than that, right? And I was not impressed with God. I was not impressed with him whatsoever. I literally, when I when uh, something was happening in my life, my grandma was dying from cancer, from lung cancer. I would pray to God and I'd be like, God, you're you're supposed to be great. I remember everything that you did in the Bible, the, the you know the parting of the Red Sea, Moses coming out with the people. I I thought you're great. Can you listen to my prayer right now? I was just simple. It was just a simple prayer. And, you know, and God wasn't answering those prayers, and I started to hate God and I. 
And if you have ever known anybody who's like super emo or super dark and all that, that was me then, okay? Like literally, like I, was, I had almost like no friends anymore. I was just with my girlfriend. My girlfriend was starting to get bothered by me because she thought I was crazy. And it was like, so if you're thinking, no, I, I don't know if my friend can get saved. No, trust me. If I can get saved, your friend can get saved, right? But listen, at my darkest point, literally, I walked into a youth group with a pentagram on my neck. Literally, like, what else do I need? Do I need, like, do I need, like, shrunken heads and also to walk into the youth group and, like, I hate God, look at this, you know, and, like, start, like, chanting curses and all that. Like, what else do you need? I walked into the youth group with a pentagram around my neck and I said, beware of God t-shirt. I didn't care. It didn't matter how good the worship was. It didn't matter how big the youth group looked like. I did not care. God to me meant nothing to me. I hated God. I already gave him his chance. He was done. That's it. And then worship started. Whoa. Whoa. What's this going on in my heart? No. No, I don't, I don't like this. You love me, Lord? Get out of here. In the coldest part, the darkest part, there was my heart. Feeling the presence of God. And when the word came, the word was piercing. All the layers I had on me, all the fakeness, all whatever I had, it was, covered, it was just getting pierced through the word of God. And it was hitting the very deepest part of who I was. And it was saying, is this your life? Is this who you want to be? Is this what you think your life is about? Are you okay with not feeling something during worship? Are you okay with that? Are you okay with hating me? It didn't settle right. All that, all that, all that hardness, all that stuff, it didn't settle right. That was me then. Dude, that was me. Like, maybe you guys are not even in that place. Maybe you, you just, you don't even do any of that. You, you just barely came to this youth group or whatever it may be. Look, man, it ain't about anything else. The Lord wants that relationship with you. The Lord wants to be close to you. The Lord wants to, and this is, uh, you know, people are making fun of this, but he wants to be intimate with you, not like, in a romantic way, but he wants to be the person that is like, he talks to you, he gets close to you. The one that you can confide everything in, not your, your best friend who, you know, if she gives you the wrong look, then all of a sudden then, you know, you don't talk for the next 10, 10 months and all that stuff because you're all grudging and bitter and all that. No, but God, simple. He wants to be intimate, close to you. He'll meet you at where you are at, where you are at. If it's a heart that's saying, I don't know if I should do this, God. He'll meet you there. Say, just trust me. I love you. I want you to, to worship. I want you to get to know me, how great I am, how worthy I am of this. He's worthy of it. Let's, uh, let's pray now. We can get the band to come up as well. Uh, Lawrence will come up. Father God, we thank you right now for this time. And
let this place just be a time for you, God, to, to really minister to people's hearts. This, wor- this message started off about worshiping you and getting to be close to you. I pray that it happens in this place, Lord. That people get to learn who you are, why you're so good. Jesus. Right now, in, in just as you're standing there, if you have not even tried to get into the presence of the Lord right now, I'm just going to challenge you. I don't care how old you are, I don't care how young you are, whatever it may be. Close your eyes right now. Put all the distractions aside. Don't make it about anything else. start asking God right now, are you worthy, Lord? What have you done for me? What have you done for me, Lord? If you're still, if you're, you're not hearing anything from God, that's fine, you know, it's not going to hear this cr- crazy audible voice, the voice of Morgan Freeman all of a sudden. It could be the way your heart feels right now. That could be the way that's the Lord speaking to you. Let's just be about the Lord right now. Don't, don't be distracted with anything right now. We're going to open up the altar right now so that we can worship him. Normally we have people praying up here for, for, for you guys and whatever it may be. But today let's just open up the altars so that we can worship the Lord. So we can get closer to him. So we can go and learn more about him. So that we can give him all of that to him. If you're doubting still, if you're still saying, nah, man, God is not that good. I've tried it already and he's let me down. Oh, I'm telling you, seek him with all your heart. Go after him with all your heart. Don't have any barriers back. Don't say, no, Lord, I, I'm, I'm going to hold this back from you. No, just give it all to him. Jesus. We worship you in this place, God. We thank you for what you've done so far in this worship service, in this, in this service, God. Even a simple thing of just being able to worship you, God, the basic thing of worshiping you, Lord. I pray that everybody here would get it, God that in their personal lives, that they would start getting closer to you. That they would feel how good it is to be in your presence, to hear your voice, to hear your, your will in their lives, God. I pray that they would seek you. I know that the word says, God, when we seek you with our hearts, we find you, Lord. Hallelujah, God. We're going to open up the altar now so you guys can come up and just start worshiping the Lord. My wife is going to sing a song, so... You guys can come up.